Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Becca, do you want to clean that matches your vibe? Sure. Are you tired of meh smelling cleaning products? Totally. Well, then clean confidently with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. Its powerful, clean and refreshing scents transform every room in your home into a coastal getaway. Because it smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox and feels like inspiration. Get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store. Also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Let's talk summer festivities, whether it's celebrating graduations, jetting off on summer adventures, or dancing the night away at the epic end of summer wedding, Macy's has got you covered. Seriously, Macy's is like my summer savior. I have a fancy wedding on the horizon, so now I'm on the hunt for the perfect black tie dress, and you better believe Macy's is my first stop. I mean, with brands like DKNY and Michael Kors, it's a no-brainer. Macy's is the MVP of wedding season. And speaking of summer vibes, I'm already daydreaming about lazy days by the pool, Macy's is my go-to for all things poolside. Bathing suits that make you feel like a million bucks, beach towels to soak up the sun, and even floaties to keep the kids entertained. They've seriously got it all. So whether you're glamming up for a special occasion or stocking up for summer fun, shop at Macy's.com or in-store to find everything you need to make this summer unforgettable. Don't miss out. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store and let's make this summer one for the books. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 script. 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 Seeds seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york scrubbing in with becca tilly and tanya rad an iHeartRadio and two-time people's choice award-winning podcast hello everybody we are scrubbing in and today Tell them what today is, Tanya. Well, today is a special bonus episode of Scrubbing In because it is brought to you by the new HBO Max Gossip Girl reboot. And can I tell you what I love most about this? What? (laughs) It's something probably that I love the most and Becca does not like the most about this, but I get to see Becca in real life, touch her, nuzzle her three days in a row. Okay. I don't think she agreed to nuzzling. Yeah, like I did not give you consent to nuzzle. Just, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I I don't like when you act like I'm not excited to see you. Like this is a two way friendship. I know, but I I could see you every day, all day. That's not true. That's true. Okay, well, yeah, on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now now she's singing a different tune. I don't think that's true. What that she could see me every day. No, she couldn't. She needs Robbie time. She needs other friends time. I think she just means at some point during the day she could see me. Correct. Okay. Which I could probably do that. Just not like hours upon hours together. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I'll save my little notes that you wrote on my birthday and just read those whenever I'm. Yeah, yeah that's okay. perfect. Um, yeah, so we're doing this special episode today, and we I just watched they have released the two first two episodes. Yes, so they're doing it kind of like I would say retro at this point, where they're releasing them one a week, once a week, because that's not the norm anymore. Normally, they just like put out the whole first season and let you just binge. But you know, I've said I've said this before. I love when TV shows release one at a time or one or two at a time because why do I you like that? Because I can't sit and binge too long. Like I get so distracted, and I love to be focused on what I'm watching. And when I have to wait a full week. I am like locked into that episode. So I really appreciate this because I do feel like the uh, shows that release the whole season at one time, I think you miss parts of it because like, I know then you see a bunch of spoilers online. I do. Mm, That's that's true. That's Mm -hmm. the only, like I really don't enjoy that because people can binge it in a day and then all the, the ending is just out in the universe and you have to like actively proactively avoid clicking on those stories. Yeah. Like I remember, I mean, there's and that is work I just don't want to do right yeah. now. You know? Yeah. Like we don't want to have to avoid social media right. to not spoil the show. So I am actually very appreciative of this. And I feel like more shows are actually doing this. So I hope that it continues this way because I, as an old school viewer, <laughs> prefer to old wait, school viewer. <laughs> to wait and get excited for the next episode and be like, oh my gosh, that left on a cliffhanger. What's going to happen next week? Right. And then you like hypothesize. Mm -hmm. It builds more of a community around it. Like uh, there's another piece of very fine HBO Max programming, Mayor of Easttown that we released weekly. And you could like theorize and like talk to your friends about it. It was fun. And White Lotus too. Yes. Okay. I'm so glad you said Mayor of Easttown because I was just going to say that was the last show where it was weekly that I watched and I was anxiously awaiting every episode every week. And it was like fun to have that night where it was like, we're going to sit down and watch our show and have dinner. It's just exciting. And you know, I will say this, this podcast is, is a special podcast sponsored by the HBO max gossip girl. However, non sponsored aside, I was having this conversation. I think it was, was it with you or what? I don't know if it was with the morning show during one of our pitches, but we were talking about how when all these streaming services were coming out, you know, we were like, well, how are they all going to compete? How are they all going to, you know, come up with programming and stuff? But I feel like with HBO Max, it's been winners nonstop. Like I've been really, really pleasantly surprised with everything that they've put out their their original content. So I'm a HBO Max stan. If Same. there was a fan club, I'd be in it. They probably have one of those. We'll, we'll research that for you. Did you watch the first two episodes? I did. What were your thoughts? Because I have some thoughts on it. You know, I am a fan also of the original Gossip Girl. And I like how they made this new reboot more like this day and age. Do you know what I mean? Like they were like, we're going to get into your Finstas. We're going to figure, you know, figure you out. All that kind of stuff that we really deal with in this day and age versus with, with Gossip Girl what what are you dealing with that was on those first two episodes <laughs> what in your life is relatable to i'm that? saying when Kristen bell was kind of setting the scene for the new season <laughs> and talking about finstas and subtweeting and things like that i feel like that's stuff that we we we, we do i have a finsta 
Oh yeah? Yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> troll on it. I just kind of yeah. peruse. And I, I used to use it more when I was in the dating world. When I was meeting people that I didn't know that were strangers, I would use it to stalk their Instagram so that they wouldn't see that I was stalking them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Well, I, so <laughs> I just cannot imagine high school experience. I can't even imagine my life now like this. Like the thought of kids, high school kids living the lifestyle that they do in the show just like blows my mind. And to be honest, I actually think it's, I think it's maybe it's dramatized for the show, but I do think to an extent there's is dramatized that, like, a word. It is. It's a word that's How expertly used. Dare but you? Right Question. I've never, I've just never heard it, and I'm gonna put it in part of my repertoire now <laughs> oh, because. No. Is, what? Say it again. Dramatized. Dramatized. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. Thank you very much. Anyways, I do feel like it's elevated to entertain us, but I do think that kids are experiencing a lot more of like the social media pressure and all of that that comes along with kind of the main plots of the show. Right, which wasn't there when the original Gossip Girl started. Well, it was almost ahead of its time. Ahead of its time. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) now it's like we're watching this show where the lead girl is, uh, Julian is a social media influencer and like she has this like huge following and people paying attention to her life. And I think it's like, I do think high school kids are dealing with. For sure. The scary world of social media. Yeah. Mark, like, is it, have you watched it? It would terrify you knowing that your daughter is in high school. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of shows that fall into that category these days. Of do not watch if you have a teenage daughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, it might help you learn. Well, I'm gonna, that's true. I'm going to tell you, Mark, this is a dramatized um, <laughs> well, she was just waiting. I know. I'm well, gonna yeah, take along. <laughs> yeah. This is a drama mean episode. <laughs> this is a dramatized uh, high school experience, but so it also was back in the day too. I mean, these weren't like normal no. high school kids; they were like dramatized. <laughs> okay, so we have a little rundown of like conversation starters, and it says, "How is Gossip Girl similar or different to your high school experiences?" I could not be further aside from we wore uniforms. That was about oh. the only similarity I think I could find. Yeah. Uh I mean, mine was not like Gossip Girl at all, but I think that I dealt with a lot of uh like older classmen bullying. Like we used to get apples thrown at our heads when we were sophomores. <laughs> Still one of my favorite stories. <laughs> so and I cool. eat an apple every day. So boom. Yeah. You really show them showing them. Yeah. I mean, I went to a Baptist school and I graduated with like 40 people or something. And it was very much like innocent. And no, if anyone partied, no one knew about it because it was such a like, you didn't talk about that. So yeah. um, no one was meeting up at like a fashion show or club. Right. Like I think, but, but you were, did you not sneak out in high school? No, I was literally the goodiest two shoes you've oh ever. My gosh. Okay. So met. let me go here. So <laughs> I would tell my dad that I was spending the night at Stacey Nelson's house and uh, I would go and I would spend the night at my boyfriend or yeah, my boyfriend, not really my boyfriend, but like, high school equivalent of a boyfriend you know like we were, y'all like, were talking we were talking and like mm-hmm. doing stuff <laughs> and um 
And I would go sleep there because his parents, they had a two story house and his parents slept on the bottom story and uh, his room was on the top. Did I say his name? No. Okay. I probably shouldn't because he's married now. So out of respect. Yeah. But uh, so I would go and I would, you know, sneak into his house and I would sleep there and um, we would go to club. We had a club that was like 16 and over in Orange County. It was called Kokomo's. And we would like wear tube tops and we'd go with the senior boys. And I don't think I told my parents I was going to Kokomo's. I think I would just say I was going to Stacey Nelson's. Wow. You were so, you were just I like was Gossip so Girl. Bad. I was just like Gossip Girl. Do you find that? Cause I was trying to find, first of all, I love that Kristen Bell's voice is Gossip Girl. Like I do too. I do too. Nostalgic. And also I am trying to figure out the, you know, the similarities of the cast and characters now versus the original and trying to find because they're referencing a lot of the original characters like they they, did say that the original characters are a lot of them are going to kind of pop in throughout the season are you serious yeah they don't say which ones so i was trying to match everyone i think obviously um max who's played by thomas doherty who we're gonna actually get to talk to in a little while um he to me is chuck bass he is but a a different version of chuck bass yes. like you get the same vibe but it's different right like he's a party like he's kind of the party playboy but he's also pansexual I think. yeah so he's it here's the thing it's pretty it's scandalous like there's a lot of scenes where i was like oh oh <laughs> there there's like this is becca's trying to act all innocent right now is, we all know what goes not, on behind no. closed doors at like, the tilly <laughs> townhouse okay i don't have a townhouse whatever i was trying to make a funny with your <laughs> what do you call your house a house uh, um <laughs> the tilly home how fun so i was just gonna say like this is not cable television anymore like we have we are not on cable anymore well yeah it's hbo max that's maybe. what i'm saying you get a lot more bang for your buck right so i found that to be really interesting and it's kind of showing like the temptation and i do feel i really like the dynamic between the sisters because julian is the influencer and she's like the most popular girl in school but she's kind like i feel like deep down she's kind yeah but the pressure and the her little friends the sidekicks i don't like like in high school you also don't know you're like you might be kind but you what is it submit submit subdue sub you're pressured into being mean or pressured into being a bully and you kind of do things against you're not as confident in yourself as you are as an adult i think when you're in high school of course your core can be good but if you're in it's like um no no (laughs) what is it like (laughs) it's like if you're uh uh you know like a um what are those cookies that are all white and um made just like they're just like puffy they're like made out of like you know you buy them and they're just like air puff balls or do you know what i'm talking pa- about those puff patrons no they're called i've like, never heard of this in my is it like a meringue oh like yeah a, there you go is meringue. it a meringue yeah. you yeah. just like bite it and it's like just yeah. air uh-huh so it's just beautiful and delicious but you put that thing in 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 some dirty water and it's just gonna evaporate what are we talking about? <laughs> I think the guests are in the waiting room, or at least a guest is in oh, the Oh, yeah. Room. So Thomas is here. So I actually met Thomas years ago because he was in Descendants with one of my best friends, Sophia Carson. So I met him because I went to the set of the movie for the second one and the third one. I wonder, do you think he's going to remember meeting me? 
probably not. You're hard to forget, but I'm just glad he's in the waiting room. Save us from that analogy going any further. <laughs> um, so we're going to should a break. I like tell him? Should I remind him? Be like, yeah. do you remember me? Yeah, we're, we're going to take that like loser. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely do this. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, so we have Thomas coming into the OR and he's here now. Easton let him in from the green room. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Thomas. Hi. How are you? What's happening, guys? All right, you guys, we have Thomas Doherty in the Scrubbing in OR. What? Did I say it wrong? Uh, Becca has been like really stressed about how to say your last name. Did she do it correctly? Oh, she absolutely butchered it. (laughs) 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 Hundreds of years of my heritage have just gone down the drain with the way you pronounce my second name. So how do you say it? I say it. I say Thomas. Well, like now I just say either like how you said it or I say Doherty because it's pronounced Doherty, Doherty, but it's just too hard for people. So like if you're, if you're, but if you were meeting somebody like, okay, uh, you're at your local coffee shop and they're like, hi, I'm Sally. No one says their full name anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. No one's like, hi, I'm (laughs) Rebecca Tilly. They're like. Hi, I'm Becca. If you're meeting somebody, just role play with me here, okay? The girl says, "Hi, I'm Sally Smith." You're gonna say, "Hi, I'm Thomas Doherty." If I was, if I was from Sweden, probably. (laughs) Okay, well, I am from the south, so like me trying to pronounce anything the right way is never gonna happen. Really, you don't really have that strong an accent. Where about in the south? I'm from Louisiana, but I, I've lived out in California for a while, but I still have y'all. And like when I try to pronounce things, it goes how that just went. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, I actually want to I wanted to tell you. So I am uh, Sophia Carson is one of my best friends. I and knew I recognized you. Are you sure? I was like, I was like, wait, I thought you just looked very similar to and like. Uh, Paula as well. Yeah, Paulina. Paulina. So yeah, I, I actually came out. I came out to Canada when you guys were filming Descendants two and three, and I would come and I would. Uh, I can't remember exactly. They uh, they blend you know uh, time wise, but I definitely remember meeting you when I was out there, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cute, and I I don't know uh, exactly what your you know what you had done up until that point, but I was like, this guy. I'm keeping my finger on this guy. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen you obviously in years, but I, when we found out that you were going to be on the podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, I fully remember like meeting him when I went out to the set. Yeah. I actually, when, when was that? You came out both times. Yeah, I came both. I would only come for a couple days. So I, we would come and I would come and I'd maybe come to set one of the days. And then I would always come on a day where she had an off day and we would just kind of roam around Vancouver sure. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Are you still friends? Are you still hang out? Of course. They're like my sisters. Oh. <laughs> That'll be a yes. Uh, yeah, I'm like, we, oh. hang out all, we hang out all the time. I, I'm going to see them tomorrow. I saw them this weekend. Tell them I say hi. I always wonder what Sophia does when she's not working. <laughs> she's always what working. What does she do? <laughs> she's, always, she's working. She works she a lot. She's always working. She's yeah. working out. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Oh, do you, good to see you again. Do you good remember you when I interviewed you for the December? <laughs> She's lying. I've never met. I was like, I wonder if he's. I was like, I wonder if he's gonna remember because you probably, you probably meet so many people. But I was like, 
I told her, I was like, she's she has a very memorable personality and presence about her. So I was like, you'll probably remember. <laughs> no, no, I did. I did. But the filming of things is really interesting because I'm, you know, not an actor <laughs> at all. And when I saw how many times you would film certain scenes, I was blown away. Like sometimes you spend an entire afternoon just on one scene. So like when one you film one episode of Gossip Girl... How many days does that take? Well, it's kind of, it's been, it's quite different now because of COVID. So there's a lot of like different regulations and stuff like that, which makes it much longer. So I think we're like averaging out like, maybe like two and a half, three weeks an episode. Oh, wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Even for like a wee scene, like... So two people sitting, having a coffee, having a conversation. It'll take like a good four or five hours plus to do it. I know. I really like, I found myself saying I have so much more of an appreciation for this world than I ever had because, you know, you, you mm-hmm. watch it and you don't, you're like, oh, this is an hour. This is 30 yeah. minutes. And you're like, oh my gosh, the amount of time yeah. it takes is wild. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. Especially when you're like crippled with like ADD and I'm just like, Forget what I'm doing. It's hard. So when did you guys start filming this this uh, series? Yes. Right. Okay. So we did 12 episodes. We're on episode 10 now. Oh, you're still filming. Yeah. We're still filming it. Yeah, we're still filming. Guess when we started. Oh, 2019. Right before the pandemic. <laughs> no. No. How could it be 2019? That was two years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was a trick question. <laughs> yeah, she really, she really felt like she nailed that. Like the confidence. I mean, that's often the confidence. You should, you should, you should be an actor. <laughs> no, this is just who she is. There's yeah, no acting. No, it's bad. Okay, when did September. you start filming it? I came out to New York in September. I think we started in October. So it's nearly been a year of filming. Is it nearly? Yeah, by the time we're done, it'll be nearly a year. So what was the casting process like? Because you clearly have very Chuck Bass-like tendencies. Like they couldn't have casted you. There's no way they could have casted better. What was the, was it competitive? Did they like call you up immediately? Is casted a word? I don't know. (laughs) I thought the same thing. Thank you. But I did, but I I corrected her earlier on something and it was, and she was actually right. No, it's cast. You were just cast. There's no okay, time. sorry, Thomas Dehorty. <laughs> <laughs> she used were... the word dramatized or, or what did dramatized. you say? Dramatized earlier, and I was like, "Is that a word?" And it everyone is a word. said, "Yeah, it is." So I was like, it is "Oh, a word. I'm just gonna Homer Simpson." Now, I kind of like like it though. I like that word. I'm gonna start using it. Like yeah, it. use it. I'm gonna, I'm using it too. Dramatized is the word. Dramatized. <laughs> everyone, I'm I'm rattled. <laughs> I'm rattled. The, the voice of God from the dark. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mark. That's Mark. <laughs> Thomas, when you were cast for the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> what yeah. was the process like for you? Because I feel like you embody the spirit who is Chuck Bass, but you just put this new, fresh spin on it. But you literally, it's like the the energy, the vibe, it's like, so that familiar feeling that we got from Chuck, like, did they just call you up? Did, was it an audition process? 
Yeah, it was. It was an audition process. It was actually weird. I watched it. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, I was. She started watching it probably for like the nineteenth time, um, and I was like just pottering about in the background when she'd be watching it. And then I kind of like sat down and started watching it, and I got hooked. Jesus Christ! I was twenty five and I was watching Gossip Girl for the first time on my own. Like it wasn't like I can't be like, oh, she was there. Like I would watch it on my own, and um, yeah, once I'd finished the series the cast announcement came out and I was like, oh, that'd be cool. I wonder who they're going to cast. And I got an audition and I went in a few times. I actually went in for Max and I went in for Eli's character, Obi. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's not me. <laughs> so I kept I kept going with Max. Um, and yeah, just like a normal audition process. Just went in a load and uh, did a lot of chemistry and stuff. And yeah, we thought, we thought I should do it. Have you heard from the original Chuck Bass? Yeah. The original. <laughs> this is Chuck thing everyone keeps talking about. No, I'm not. I'm not. No. Because I did um, read that, yeah. that that OG cast members are going to be like popping in and out. I read that as well. <laughs> this is him trying to play coy. Are you trying to play coy with me here? Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck and me are very different. We are very different. We're sim- there's a similar, like, if you think about, like, the dynamic of each, the OG group and this group, mm-hmm. like, it's a formula that really works, so they definitely did carry that through. But, I mean, it's 11, 11 years later, maybe, mm-hmm. since it came out. So much has changed. The te- technology has changed the world so much. The way that people just are when they're... 16, 17, how funny is that I'm trying to change to you? Um and yeah, he's he's just definitely more open-minded, he's a lot more like liberated emotionally, sexually, mentally. He's got two dads, you know, so it was very, very different. Um and he definitely I always think that Max will like live for the experience of something as opposed to the result of it. Mm-hmm. Do you? F- so I think that's how they kind of differ a bit. Yeah, I mean it. That's what I'm. And also, saying. I'm much better looking. <laughs> Obviously. Sorry, Max just came out. Sorry, sorry. Go, go back. <laughs> oh, that was Max. That wasn't Thomas. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, there's no way. There's not some Max in there. I just know it. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm a really, really good actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing like him. I'm scared that Max is going to hook up with every single cast member on the show. He's going to ruin every relationship and walk away, like from you know, like when it shows the villain walking away from like a burning building. That's what I picture. That, that's Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like causing everyone anxiety, but calm like cool as a cucumber himself that's what he makes you're, you're me making, you're making max sound like a sociopath <laughs> he might be he might be <laughs> like, i'm just gonna sleep with everyone burn this building down <laughs> but i that's what i'm saying like to be honest i started it and i was a, like a huge fan of the original so i went in like you know my expectations were high and i was very invested in like every single character like pretty much right off the bat like 
it's it feels okay, come on be honest though it... none of this nicey nicey like what no, is no. actually because like? it terrifies me like gen z in general like if that if this is what high school is like for them the high school experience i feel scared <laughs> it's scary isn't it everyone's like oh what was your childhood like i was like nothing like this <laughs> nothing like, nothing like this Girl, are you joking? <laughs> did you get things thrown at you when you were in high school? <laughs> a weird question. Well, just she has a she has a story about this. So. I am triggered by that because when I was a sophomore in high school, the senior girls would throw apples at our heads because they called us sluts. And like I was a virgin at the time, so I was like, "Why are you throwing an apple at my head?" But okay, apples, Thomas. That apples. Hard. Oh, I know. Hard so much. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant. And I eat an apple every day now. So sorry for laughing. Exposure therapy. Exactly. (laughs) No, I never got stuff thrown at me. No. Not I can remember. Yeah, not many people have that same experience as Tanya. You know, I just figured I'd just lob it out there, maybe, you know. (laughs) See if anyone connected to it. Like, this was a, a very specific question, but yeah, we yeah. could bond over we it. We could really we could have bonded over it, but you know, Thomas did not share my experience. So. Everything, everything else we could have bonded over. That's the one <laughs> I'm gonna go for. Just in case. Wait, you know what I did want to ask you though, because I I always find this to be very interesting because I always say I don't think I could ever date an actor because a you have to have like all these intimate scenes on set like with other people and i i i just don't think i could watch that mm. is it hard for you like do you find yourself like in real life wanting to date another actor so they get it like they understand what you do or is it better do you prefer n- not um see he's really thinking about this it's a hard <laughs> question it's a hard question. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I just not really. I don't really care to be honest. I think. I mean, like people that I've been with thus far, they've all like they have all got it. They've all like been in this industry in some capacity, so they do like understand it. So I don't actually know what it's like for someone not to get it. Yeah. But I think yeah, to, it would be hard for to be with someone that doesn't doesn't understand doesn't get it because it's a really really weird job mm-hmm. i mean yeah I'm, I'm based in new york right now but then i mean i'm going to the dr for like a month and a bit to shoot in september straight off the bat from this and then i don't know where i'm gonna go right um and yeah i mean like being on set the hours are weird you finish really late and then also you have to like do all this stupid socializing and networking as well so yeah, I don't know. Stupid be socializing. I, I like I socializing. Oh, uh, hard man! <laughs> Jesus Christ! What's your sign? Yes. I are, think I know have it. You, have you have you seen that? Have you seen that meme where the, there's a text message and there's a guy texting his mum and he says, "Mum, <laughs> mum, what time was I born?" And she says, "She's not the one for you." <laughs> <laughs> that's me that meme is for that's me Tanya. yeah guess what i am what do you think i would be if you say gemini i'm hanging up right now <laughs> everyone feels the same way about the gemini yeah aquarius no i'm gonna guess yeah taurus nailed it 
Taurus? Yeah. I knew it because I looked you up to see how old you were. Oh so my I, <laughs> I saw your birthday. I really, I could have gone on with that, but I was like, Tanya is going to be upset. <laughs> She's going to be upset for the rest of the interview. If you said Gemini, I'm going to hang up right now. That's funny. Do you think that's like a thing? Like a star signs and, and stuff? Oh yeah, I'm super super. Yeah, yeah Tor. Actually, you're really uh, your sign and my sign blend really well together, <laughs> and my sign and her sign blend really well together. And she's my best friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said you can date an actor. Well, she has a boyfriend. Yeah, but... I have a boyfriend, but I also couldn't date an actor. No, no, I could never watch. I could never. I, honestly, like, I could not watch scenes of my significant other just like sucking face with somebody else. I, I, even if it was like his job, I, I don't think I could do it. Even like a wee bit, would you not be like, oh, that's kind of like. Oh, I'd be like, I want you to suck my face and my face only. (laughs) That's it. I have a question because there are several scenes that um, are definitely, I mean, I was saying before you got here, like it's definitely not cable television anymore. Like we have definitely moved past that in the reboot. Um, And you have in the first two episodes, there's been like multiple scenes with you. Are you. Do you do anything to prep? Like, are you like breath mint, gum, CBD, anything? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you've, you've got it. you got it. Well, I brush my teeth and then I'll have like, gum. I have actually these listening strips. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Remember, they used to be like a thing, like a big thing. Well, it's like come back now. So I have them um, just to like be respectful. Respectful. Because I, I kiss a lot of people in this show. Yeah, you're really. Has anyone? Has has everyone else been respectful of their no breath? No complaint. They have. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> been chill. Everyone's been thus far. They've been okay. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine like, having a kissing scene with somebody that had like halitosis? No, that's what I'm Ooh. saying. Because mm-hmm. it's so distracting. It would distract you so much. It really <laughs> takes you out of the scene, out of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be respectful. Where? Oh no, because you don't—you <laughs> don't have like, I don't know, like a salmon bagel and go and start kissing someone. Yeah, no, I can get it. <laughs> like Tanya would just eat like a raw onion and then be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Give your boyfriend raw onion. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Where do you see, like, do you see yourself becoming a character? Because you're kind of like the bad boy right now. Max is the bad boy so far in the first two episodes. Do we get to see like a softer side that, you know, like you start rooting for that character or does that not come in this, the episodes that you filmed so far? Well, the thing that I love so much about Max was like on face value. I always feel like Max is playing Max. Does that make sense? Yeah. He's almost like playing a character himself. Yeah. Which I kind of like got when I was reading it. And so I definitely do try and find those moments where he is himself. And I definitely can find that when I'm with my dad. Mm-hmm. And like at home, that kind of whole facade kind of comes down. Mm-hmm. It's not a facade, but he definitely does like play into that um, identity that he's kind of cultivated for himself. So yeah, there are like, softer moments a lot of softer moments i will say though i do feel like the whole kind of concept though is that everyone in that school and in that like circle is playing someone else because that's like keeping up the image is the whole name of the game i feel like like teenagers do that though anyways 
Yeah, they're I feel like scary. They're like, are like, yeah. But they're like, they don't know themselves yet. Mm-hmm. And they're like, very insecure. And this is like peer pressure. And especially now, like, think about like Instagram and like, imagine like growing up just having a constant comparison. So I think, yeah, I feel like kids do that. Or teenagers do that anyway. But now it's definitely a lot more heightened in this world. Yeah. With money and all that all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, and it's interesting and it's fun and it makes me really sad to see. Like, I, I feel so sad for kids that are, like, 10 and they have Instagram. I know, because I was, I was actually saying earlier, I feel like when you're in high school, even if you're, like, a good person, you still are kind of, you're not confident enough in yourself to really stand up for what you believe in essentially you know what i mean like if if stuff's going down like you're kind of you you succumb to peer pressure more Mm -hmm. and i feel like i just can't even imagine what it's like now with the bullying and and all the stuff that can go on i had a friend a friend's little sister who's 13 asked her mom for lip filler and I was like, Jesus yeah, Christ. I mean, that's what they they're on TikTok. Like, that's all they're seeing. They're watching, you know, it's like that's just kind of this world of peer pressure and social media. I mean, I had MySpace and I my main focus was getting my background looking good and my right. song yeah. playing. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, like the right song for my mood. It was dramatic, like Lifehouse or something. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just. I think the show kind of brings to reality in a dramatized way kind of what teenagers are dealing with in this generation in this time. Yeah. And it's rough. Yeah. God, I would never, I can, I can't cope. I mean, I'm 26 and I still find it hard to like juggle social media and stuff because it's just such, it's like a, it's like the wild west. It's like an, Twitter is like an open air asylum. Like it's just mental. People are just say anything they want, uh-huh. and it's 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 hard for you to be like expressed and without backlash. And now you have to like really like be conscious of every possible feeling that you could hurt because they they might they'll, they'll take it out of context and they'll put it in their own, mm-hmm. you know. And it's mm-hmm. so like and, and so it makes you like smaller and smaller until you get to a point where like I only go on Instagram like once a week maybe when you come out with like a new episode when like you know or are you going to do you go on social media and look and see what people are saying no. or do you try to avoid it i avoid it okay and i never read any reviews either because like it's done i had an amazing time filming it i hope people enjoy it if you don't that's you don't have to, you don't have to watch it honest <laughs> i promise guys like if you don't like it just turn it off you don't have to watch it uh, and I think it's, yeah, I think it's just kind of productive. I think it's redundant. I feel like I will listen to like loads of notes or like even friends like giving me like tips or like notes they thought about this in terms of character. But, but apart from that, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people kind of jumping in, giving your two cents. I mean, it's, it gets confusing. And like I say, it is pointless. <laughs> It's so true. People feel very excited and entitled to share their judgment and criticism. And well, did you see what Idris Idris Elba posted this week about uh, social media? He was like, um, celebrities all have to be um, what's the word? They all get, you know, the 
what's the word verified they'll get verified with the blue check every user on social media should have to be verified like they should have to have and they're like name or whatever associated with an account so that everybody's held accountable and people can't be just spewing whatever they want anymore. And I was like, what a great idea. That is a really good idea. Right? Yeah. So that the people with no profile photo, right? Like like flower girl 99 on Instagram is going to (laughs) be traced back to somebody that actually has an identity and a driver's license. And then if you start trolling people and you're mean, guess what? You get held accountable. A ticket or whatever. <laughs> the flower girl throw apples at you. Yeah, <laughs> flower girl ninety nine is the apple thrower. <laughs> yeah. All right, Thomas Doherty, Doherty, we are gonna Doherty. let you go. We uh, really enjoyed having you in the OR. Truly, this was a treat, and you're so fun. Yeah, we are rooting for you. I'm so. I was just saying before you got on the before you came in, I was saying I love how they're releasing episode like episodes weekly because i kind of miss that time of like waiting for a new episode so i'm looking forward to the, the suspense the suspense mm-hmm. oh thank you guys this has been so fun <laughs> he's gonna get off and be like what just happened no, to me no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Like, well thank you and i hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show Thank you. I mean, I'm very much hooked and into it and I'm so happy for you and happy that you are continuing your work even after you finish Gossip Girl. Um, And thanks for taking the time to hang out with us today. Yeah, it was nice to rekindle. (laughs) I know. I'll see you again soon. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. I'll tell the girls you said hi. Yeah, please do. I will. All right. right, Bye, Thomas. Bye. Have a good one, guys. You too. Bye. All right. Are you surprised he remembered you? I am. But you know what? I appreciate it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I didn't mean it. I was well, like, no, he probably of course meets a lot of people it. and it's been a couple of years, you know? Yeah. You're, I told you you're memorable. He is to me, like I get why he's able to play Max so well. He definitely has the traits, the, the subtle traits. traits. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys. So we have someone very exciting to talk to who basically revived the show for us we have josh safran who is the executive producer he's a writer kind of does it all (laughs) thank you for being here thank you for having me um so doing my research you were part of the original series yes and it was kind of like was it your idea like what was the process of being like let's reboot this um, Josh and Stephanie, who created the original, came to me, and they had been they had been sort of working on um, a, a way to redo it. They didn't have an idea; they had just like sort of tried a variety of things, and then they finally kind of hit a wall. They, were, they said, "If you have any ideas, let's do this, and if you don't, we can all sort of go our you know separate ways mm-hmm. and not do it." And um, I had an idea, and I couldn't let go of that idea, and it just grew and grew over the course of a week. And I told Stephanie about it, and she's like, "Yeah, that's the idea," and then that was that. So how, like when, at what point after the original series finale did that, like, did y'all even start talking about that? So, uh, she, they came, I think they approached me at the very end of 2018, which was six years after the end of the original. Um, it might've, it might've actually been trying to remember, it might've actually been the beginning of 2019, but uh, I was in the middle of doing another show at the time. So my brain wasn't even in this. Yeah. So that's why I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. It's, it's, and then I just couldn't let it go. And and frankly, even if they had come to me three years after, I probably would have been like, there's some more we can tell here. It's like, it is a show you could return to over and over again. There's a lot to mine in this world. Um, and I just think it's really fun. The idea that there might be many future gospel girls also. 
What's the dynamic like different on set with this cast versus the original cast? Like, does it feel different? I mean, it does. I think the primary reason that it does is because the old show we did 22, 24, 25 episodes a year was a full time year round. Mm -hmm. We also only had eight days to shoot those episodes in. And here we have 12. So episodes here, there were like a week and a half. And here it's two and a half weeks. So there's a little bit of a more relaxed vibe on set for everybody because we have more time. Whereas the old show, they were getting new scripts every five days. They had to learn. And the episodes were the same length. I mean, they were like 10 minutes longer, but it's not that marked of a difference. So the back then, those actors were being thrown things all the time. And like Serena killed somebody and Chuck... <laughs> Dr. Dad fell off a building. Like there were crazy things that happened all the time and they only had eight days to do them. And then here, not so many crazy things happen. They have a more leisurely time with it. So, so I think that's the real difference. Um, it's just the workload. And those were 12 hour days, which often extend to 14 hour days. And on the show, we do 10 hour days. So there's just a little bit more of a, just a relaxed vibe, just in the nature of production. Did you feel like um, when, like when you say you had a story idea that felt like worth reviving it what was it the sister dynamic what was that or do we not know that part yet no no it was the teachers it was the teachers it was it was the of us knowing who gossip girl was and that it's the teachers those two things were like if we do it this way then then we're not retreading the old show you know we're doing something new are there because you know in the first one it was the whole the whole time we were trying to guess who is gossip girl and then at the end, it was revealed. And now it's kind of like we have this heads up on who it is. But are there twists around that again? Or is it straightforward? It's well, it's straightforward, except I think the twists that are around it is that first time, you know, you didn't get to watch Dan do these terrible things. You didn't get to sit him, watch him sit next to Serena as she opened up her soul to him. And secretly, he was writing everything down to post later and like destroy her life. And that's the girl that he's in love with. So here, the twists are watching Kate and the teachers gain information, sometimes in a very uh, precarious way. Like the twists are, for instance, Kate gets closer to Zoya. Once you're very close to somebody and you are actually having to use their information and destroy them, how does that weigh on you? So it's, you, there are the twists, but it's not like who is Gossip Girl. You know who Gossip right. Girl is, that's who Gossip Girl is. It's, a, it's now the twists are, what does being Gossip Girl do to you? Like uh-huh. that's really the big thing. Yeah. And was it more fun for you to, because since this is on HBO max, you can be a little uh, more risque than the original <laughs> when it was on, what was the CW? Uh, yeah, it was CW. Yeah. yeah. Well, weirdly, I think in an odd way, I think we might've been more risque in the CW. I mean, we can show more here, but there we couldn't show anything. So you'd have to intimate it all. So like you, you would write around it, like Chuck and Blair would be having sex. You just could only show their faces. And somehow that made it feel even worse, you know, <laughs> or, or weirder uh, now you show everything and i think the what we are doing this time around is you know so nothing is gratuitous we really are it's always a character moment there's always something really going on there you know like the idea of you know if, if emily who plays audrey and evan who's playing Aki, if they have a love scene after they both cheated on each other and you're watching that love scene, the love, they do things in that love scene that reveal to each other that they cheated on each other mm-hmm. like that's that's the story point as opposed to just a sex scene for a sex scene. Have you heard from any of the OG cast members about this new, the new reboot? Like, have you gotten any feedback or have they reached out to you? 
the uh i think josh and stephanie you know probably have been in touch with them i mean i'm not i've gone on to do several other shows and time has passed and like if i bump into somebody like i'll say hi to them but i'm i would say there are supporting cast members who i'm in touch with more um some of whom may or may not make appearances on this version of the show very soon in fact tomorrow we are shooting a scene with many supporting characters from the original show which is very fascinating uh and i can't tell you who they are but so i think that I think it's more that for me. It's not the series regulars. Did you find like when you were casting for this one, did you, because as I was watching, even though there's differences in all the characters, I found myself going, well, that's the right comparing Chuck Bass of, you know, like kind of feeling the same, uh, the same feeling watching these characters that I did in the original, but there's always this difference. Like we, we just talked to Thomas and you know, he's pansexual on the show. And so it's very, he has a very Chuck Bass energy, but there's this twist to him. And did you yeah. intentionally do that with the characters? I, I did. I actually did it unintentionally. And uh, <laughs> I, I started writing them. And I was like, I'm going to make sure that they're not like the original because it shouldn't be the same show because those characters are so beloved and Blair is Blair. Don't try to make a new Blair. Chuck is Chuck. Don't try to make, make a new truck. But as I was writing it, I was like, wait, why are these, why does Audrey feel a little like Blair? Yeah. Why, do, <laughs> why does Max feel a little like Chuck? And I told Stephanie and Stephanie was like, because Cecily who wrote the books, did her research and the archetypes that exist in these schools. And I went to private school in the Upper mm -hmm. East Side. So I, I also know these people, those types exist. And so there would be a version of a Chuck at any time that you would check in on this story. So Max is a version of a Chuck, just like Chuck is a version of an Oscar Wilde character from the 20s. You know, the, the, that's just the, the DNA is there. Um, so the differences are, like you said, his sexuality is different. Um, uh, Chuck didn't have boundaries. That was part of Chuck's issues. Mm -hmm. And Max has very clearly defined boundaries. Mm -hmm. so, you know, there's just like little changes, but yeah. And also like Thomas plays, you know, I think Max maybe enjoys, I think Chuck had a lot of darkness and was wrestling with a lot of demons. I don't mm -hmm. think Max is a lot of demons. So like, it's the, still the same sort of like fun guy who's up for anything, but he's a little lighter this time around, I guess. Okay. I'm really fascinated by the fact that you went to private school in Upper, Upper West Side because in my mind, I watched the show right, and like, I'm this like, isn't real. this can't be real. Yeah. And obviously it's a TV show. So there's added elements. <laughs> Dramatized. Dr good job. We talked about, we just taught her that word. So yeah. I just learned, excited I learned to a new it. word earlier. So, but like, was, is that kind of how it was? Like, did you experience those types of things? I mean, I'm so old. We're talking about so long ago, but I, uh, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, kind of like, I mean, look, did, like I said, did anyone kill anyone? Did anyone's father fall out of the building? Did anyone like marry, you know, the Prince of Monaco? No, but <laughs> I went to, when I was at high school, when I was a freshman, like, uh, Rupert Murdoch's sons were seniors. Like I, I they went to school. Like I, so I was around a world of wealth and privilege and I was not a part of that world um i was more of the dam sort of uh and the first time around in gossip girl like that's who i identified with right um yeah. and around i sort of identified with zoya the most although i identify with all of them obviously because i created them but um <laughs> yeah, i mean it was it was a crazy world to be in but i mean new york growing up in new york is a crazy place it still is now it doesn't make a difference of when it is it's just you are in the biggest city in america that it has the closest roots to other countries mm -hmm. and so you're just feel half in and half out. I know it's, it's a very weird thing. And I think that hasn't changed. I watched my friends with kids and I watched their kids navigating this world. Like for instance, when I reached out to one of my close friends, daughters uh, went to Chapin and she, I was like, what's happening now? Cause I like, yeah, right, right, right. and everything she told me 
was pretty much the same. <laughs> so, so yeah, but I was glad to get it from her. But yeah, it's pretty much the same. Well, that's what we were talking about to Thomas about. Like it's, although it is so dramatic, there is like, there's this new added level of pressure, peer pressure with social media yeah. and trying to keep up and be cool and like fit in. And I feel like more than ever, it's this like insane world of reality versus this idea of yeah, what it's supposed totally. to be like and yeah. it's scary <laughs> yeah it really is i mean like i thought about that in the writer's room that like even though in the first show gossip girl was just exposing you walked serena walked through the world and was serena and gossip girl was like let me actually show everybody who you really are mm-hmm. the new layer is uh julian walks the world as a construct of julian right because she's an influence so Gossip Girl is like, let me show you how the construct isn't real. And then also let me show you how the real you isn't real. There's like two layers now, Layer, all of yeah. us. We are, on, we are on social, there is our social media selves and there are, there's mm-hmm. ourselves. And the first though, there was not that second layer. And so it's really interesting to watch that now. Like that's an extra thing to play with and for Gossip Girl, because it's not enough just to puncture the social media bubble. She's coming after who you really are as well. So that's, I think, coming up maybe. Well, speaking of social media, and I'm asking you this as like a creative because you're you're a creative person, you're creating characters, you're creating storyline constantly, and then you you make it and then it goes out to the world. Do you go on social media to see what people are saying? Or do you not want to see it because it doesn't you don't want it to mess with your creativity? Oh no! I need to see it. I know I shouldn't, and it burns me all the time. It hasn't knock on wood. It hasn't burned me on this show yet because the audience really is accepting the show and having really great conversations. But I think it's very important, especially on a show like this that deals a with social media, but b with younger people to actually see where what is how is this affecting them? How is this being taken? If I was doing when I was doing Quantico, I didn't care so much about what people on social media were saying. Meaning, I wanted to know what they thought of the show, but I wasn't looking about whether they thought it was reflecting their lives because how many people are on Twitter who are people of color in the FBI. Mm -hmm. That's just not, I wasn't seeing that. I was seeing their enjoyment of the show. But here, the show is representing a sect of the population that is on social media and that does see themselves as these characters. And I am curious if they feel that's accurate and if it's reflecting them properly. There there was a scene where they, uh, Julian's talking about how she's losing followers and her friends go, well, Olivia Jade's mom uh, went to prison. She gained followers. And Olivia Jade actually posted a TikTok and she goes, she like showed the scene and goes no i didn't <laughs> and was that your line <laughs> did you I write mean, that yeah, of, course, of, course, of course i my my experience when i wrote that was I, I remember doing research and seeing that somewhere but i will believe olivia jade over whatever research i read in hello magazine when i wrote it I hello it magazine that is so good i apologized online to olivia jade and said it was my fault <laughs> Took it in stride, you know. Yeah, it was meant to be a lovely mention, not a bad mention. Yeah, yeah. When I because I saw, I actually saw her TikTok before I watched the first two episodes, and I was like laughing out loud because she didn't. It seemed like she was just like lighthearted. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's there's some there's some jokes about targets that people might be sensitive about because the character my whole thing is what will the character what would the character say meaning not every character has to be good Mm -hmm. monet says stuff that like other people would never say that's what monet does and so there's some targets she goes after that that who knows i don't know what's gonna happen but i'm just saying it's monet it's not me and it's not (laughs) All right. That's so fun. I love like it would be so fun to be a writer and just kind of be able to do whatever you want and be like, it was a character, not me. 
I did. I did. There was a joke at one point that I put in about uh, Priyanka, who's a friend of mine, but it was not. It was. It was a positive mention because you know, because you know, of course I love Priyanka. And then I was. And then I was watching it in a day, and I was like, somebody could misconstrue this and not think it's positive, so I cut it. And yeah. the thing that, that taught me a lesson because obviously there are probably other people I don't know where the jokes are meant like Olivia J the jokes meant positively, but maybe they could take it negatively. So it's a, it has reshaped my brain a little bit because thinking about a friend of mine, I'm like, Oh, that could be misconstrued. And then I'm like, wait, I should think about all of these as if they were friends of mine and it could be misconstrued, but then you'd miss the fun. So like <laughs> it's a tricky balance. It's it a is a balance. tricky balance. I think especially right now, because everybody's super like hypersensitive to mm-hmm. every, like yeah. everything. So I feel like sometimes you can make a joke and it's really innocent and then it, yeah, it gets misconstrued. And then like, ugh. Yeah, totally. So are, it's, it's Gossip Girl. They have to say shit. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it wouldn't and be I Gossip like Girl. I like the kind of like the nuancy. Is nuancy the right word? Well, I don't. I need the rest of the sentence. The like how you make it very like. <laughs> <laughs> make it very current like it feels very much in the now like everything mm-hmm. that we're dealing with we're going through it just feels that way yeah that was the, i mean I, that, thank you and that's the hope i mean it's really especially since most of the scripts were written like a year and a half ago it's crazy to me that they're still like in the moment in fact today they just shot a joke there was a joke about a scandal that was like eight months ago when the script was written i was like oh no so quickly myself and the writer that's on set we're like what are the scandals right now that they could be referencing and we're like we're like okay this 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 and we changed it but it's like sometimes you have to do that just to stay in the moment and the cast is so on social media and they know everything so yeah. i could just really easily turn to like zion and be like is this in the moment and she'll be like no and i'm like okay i'll find something <laughs> well i was gonna say also it's it's cool to see like such a diverse cast too and not only because I remember on the original when Eric was gay and that whole storyline was coming, it was a big deal. It was like this, like, oh my gosh, like they're including this. And it felt like very almost like ahead of our times at the, at the yeah. time. And it's yeah. cool now to see like so many different personalities, so many people from different backgrounds. And um, was that, I mean, obviously a very important aspect of casting, I imagine. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I kind of felt like the first show, you know, which I didn't create, but it, but it was based on a book series and those characters were in the book. So all of those characters existed in those books and how they were described in the books is who they were. Like mm-hmm. even the cover of the books looks like sort of the actors, even though you can't see their faces, kind of looks like the actors that you see on the show. These characters are all new. And mm-hmm. so because they are on the books and they were, were fully invented, it allowed me to sort of look at the world and reflect the world that exists. And that was really important to me. I've, I've never uh, you know created a show without sort of people of color as the leads. And that's Again, I grew up in New York City. I'm in New York City. I live in Brooklyn. I live in this world. I go, my friends go to private school. Their kids go to private school. And I just want to make sure that we are always putting forward the world as we see it and not a world that's been sort of... Things are erased. So yeah. it's not a very delicate... It's an indelicate way of saying it, but it was very important to me. And so in terms of casting, you know, all of the characters, you know, their, their, who they were was designed on the page. And then Cassandra, my casting director, just went out and found the f- best cast that I could have ever imagined. Every single one of them. I mean, like Thomas, it's funny, you just talked to Thomas. It's like every day when Thomas shows up, I'm like, what's going to happen today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thomas is so, I love Thomas so much. He's so, you just, he surprises me constantly and it's always right. So it's this weird, it's like that weird thing where you're like, you write the character and you hope for the best, you hope mm-hmm. somebody's going to, and then he comes in and he puts a spin on it. That's like left of what I thought and totally correct. Uh-huh. So it's like, just sorry, I, I, I'm glad you guys got to talk. Well, no, I mean, that's, a, yeah, he was, I mean, we, we giggled a lot. Like yeah. we were, <laughs> but I, I've, I'm like rooting for the sister dynamic and I, 
I just I find the character so um, like I'm very interested in what's happening and i'm so glad that these episodes are being released week by week instead of all at once because i like the excitement of having to wait for me too it was very they asked me what i wanted and i see i really wanted that because the original show really worked in those seven days in between where the audience could talk and engage it's built to actually carry you to the next one mm-hmm, um yeah. and sister dynamic goes to some crazy places in fact the episode airing uh tomorrow really there's a big there's a big thing that happens at the end of the episode and then there's a lot of stuff that happens in the next episode it's it's probably one of my i said it's like the second favorite of mine in the first six the one airing tomorrow especially because of what happens to the sisters at the end of it so that's it's you said it's one of your favorites that y'all done really is yeah it feels the most i'd say of the first six it feels the most no the next episodes three and four feel the most like the old show yeah, and you are right because I feel like we we definitely don't have that anymore in terms of television where it's mm-hmm. like you can hypothesize and like guess with your friends like what's going on whereas like now when you binge stuff it's just like the answer is there you just have to google it. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I and I for me with binge some some shows I want to binge like right. if it's like a murder mystery like mm-hmm. I want to like, end and find out for this I want to like I just want to like wonder what's going to happen. Just, uh, that's at least for me. So like, I'm not against binging, but I think also this show, so much happens every episode and it's so fast. Yeah. That if you were binging it, you just wouldn't even catch it all because you have to, you know, it's every week you can be like, okay, I'm going to really pay attention to Max right now and see what's going to happen to Max. That's so. what I, at the beginning of the episode, I was saying like, I, I feel like when there's a lot happening in a show, I need to be locked in. And sometimes when I'm binging, I like check out and I'll get on my phone. And it's like, sometimes you just can't do that with certain shows. So I feel that way. Um, so how many episodes do y'all have left? To, like your film, is that what you're filming right now? We're filming, we're filming episode 10 out of 12 right now. Okay. So almost there. I know it's so crazy. I mean, cause especially cause we started shooting last October. Yeah. So it feels like it's just been a year. Um, <laughs> And the show is very big. And we're, like I said, all these uh, original cast members, supporting cast members are coming back tomorrow. So that's going to be fun. We have like four returning cast members tomorrow, all in one scene. And I'm very excited for that because I haven't seen them. Can you tell us what their names rhyme with? (laughs) No, of course not. What I can tell you is they all know each other. Uh. So it's not, meaning, meaning it's a group of people that travel as a group. That's the best way I can put it. You won't be able to guess. I, yeah. I, I know, I, it sounds like a clue that you could guess, but you actually couldn't guess. Yeah, I yeah, that, threw, that almost <laughs> threw me off more. <laughs> because I love the idea of how this cast will interact with that. Like, I'm very excited yeah, to see. Yeah, yeah. In episode five, there's a returning cast member. From, it's the first returning cast member from the original show. We shot that already. And watching them interact with our cast was, it was only one person, but still it was like, this interesting sliding doors, right? Because yeah. it's like where this person is now. Uh, and so, so now we're upping the ante. Tomorrow there'll be four of them. So maybe in season two, if there's a season two, there'll be 12 of them <laughs> in the season. So, yeah. I, I mean, I love the, I love all the little nods to the old cast. I love that Kristen Bell is the voice still. Like yeah. it's just pretty iconic. Yeah. Yeah. She's the best. And without her, there would be no show. You just, you hear that voice and it just yeah, yeah it takes you back it really does i know i chilled yeah. i was like oh she's back <laughs> well you <laughs> you're awesome i love your energy so congratulations on everything and continued success uh you Thank can you. definitely come back and let us know yeah. when the old cast members return <laughs> I will definitely, definitely will let you know. Okay. Thank you guys so much. It's so nice meeting you. Thank Thanks. you. Nice, nice meeting, meeting you too. Go enjoy your snacks. <laughs> Bye. I liked he he was very just like he was very scrubbing in. 
like you yeah know very I mean? scrubbing energy, in energy yeah scrubbing in energy for sure excited to talk about it yeah share. funny yeah ex- passionate yeah <laughs> exhilarated i i just am so fat like people who are um i love that he was part of the original show yeah because i think even though it's different and there's like this new element to it you still feel kind of that same uh nostalgia yeah and it's it's like kind of restored in this new one so it's cool i like that he's a part of the new one too i do too and i just like him i do too yeah Maybe I we could vibes. have him as a a manal guest <laughs> i wouldn't hate he sounds, it he sounds really busy he was like <laughs> he's like i gotta stu- go eat my snacks yeah. i gotta go shoot some more shows yeah he's like i'm filming and gotta yeah. go hang out with priyanka yeah he's a busy <laughs> busy man it is funny though because all this time, I think it'd be so cool to talk to someone who grew up on the Upper what Upper East Side or Upper West Side? Upper East Side. But he said he went Upper West Side, I think. Oh. I don't know. You're talking to a California native, so. Anyways, I thought, like, it'd be so cool to talk to someone who experienced that to ask. Obviously, it's not like that, but. But it is. To see kind of what the group, the class levels and all that stuff goes to, but um thank you all for hanging out with us and listening to today's special podcast i hope that you immediately go and watch the first two episodes of gossip girl on hbo max and don't forget gossip girl has brand new episodes on hbo max every thursday so mark your calendars thursday blur's day with gossip girl what is blur's day like you know have a little cocktail a little blurry (laughs) you pulled that out of your (laughs) um thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you next week xoxo presented by 21 seeds hey you know how we're always trying to keep our girls nights exciting with new cocktails uh yeah well here's something that's gonna flip the 21 seeds infused tequila wait you already know of course 21 seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit yeah so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail but did you know that 21 seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure so listen if you love tequila you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year ross you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends yes at ross you'll find brand names for 20 to 60 percent off department store prices you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit we're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P. 
Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.